Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Fantasy freaks and geeks, what's up? We welcome you in to the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. James Kell here with you. Oh, my goodness, what a beautiful Monday it is. We've got a big-time show in front of us here today, and we have your usual cast of characters. We have Matt Franciscovich, the franchise. What's up? Yo, what's going on? How you doing, pal? I'm wonderful. Yeah? Let's do this. You feeling good after uh, Steelers bye week? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. L- little little rest. Hopefully, Martavis can get involved here. Oh boy, who? looking good. Who? He was. I, I don't know who that is. Martavis. Okay. Did he was we... getting feisty this morning. Uh, Harmon and I were saying like they came this, at me this next. Oh, we didn't I... come at you. We just said they came at me. historically every year. I the Steelers have a couple games <laughs> where they play down to an inferior opponent and right. lose a game they have no business losing. We're okay. like, oh man, What's next next week next they week go. Is? This week they go on the road to the Colts after they're buying. And we're like, oh, mm, no. this feels like this could be one of those spots. And franchise oh, is like, what do you what do you want to fight about? He's like I, trying listen, to AJ. He's trying listen. to AJ Green us. Out I of didn't our say chairs. fight. Listen, he listen. said he, he was like, "Well, you, oh, okay, then lay beer bets on it." We were saying, "No, no, no." Yeah. Listen, we're, we're just we're we're discussing the possibility oh, of this happening. Yeah. Like we're just having they, a conversation. Okay. You you're cranking it immediately yeah. to ten. They've, okay. they've attacked me, but <laughs> listen, I apologize for, for my irrational reaction. And well, you apologized to me. Gelhar was not. Gelhar wasn't asking. there, but I did oh, wow. apologize to Harmon, and he yeah. accepted it. <laughs> okay, that's good. And I, I, I'm sorry. Just because okay. we've accepted the apology doesn't oh, mean it was just it was a funny, about it was a funny it. note to start the morning on, Perfect. especially then after you asked him. <clears throat> right, Whiskey from Wisconsin. Alex Gelhar was cracking, man. Uh, some coffee. It's good. Okay, ready, good. ready to run. Shocking. Wow, surprise. <laughs> West Virginia's finest. We got Matt Harmon. What's going on, man? Oh, I'm good. Just. Love saw it, saw it. you uh, saw you absolutely <laughs> tilting on the Eric Decker touchdown yesterday. Oh yeah, <laughs> just, that was very sad. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. I mean, I just looked over there once he scored. I looked immediately over there. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I just <laughs> had, yeah, there he is. Pretty sure there he just had that blank like <laughs> dead look. But it, again, really don't want to talk about yeah. it. Your face got super red. You took off the glasses. You were you were rubbing your eyes. Oh that's, yeah, that's when what the, happened. When the glasses are off. That's that's when you know it's, it's serious. Bad. It's we got bad. We, yeah, it's things, are, things are bleak. <laughs> We're gonna cover your waiver wire today. We're gonna talk about your top performances. Jay Cutler, wh- what? Uh, Jared Goff also an amazing day. How about at your wide receiver position? We'll talk about the big day uh, that we saw from Alshon Jeffrey and Nuke Hopkins. Talk about some biggest disappointments. We will talk about long term concerns. Possibly, maybe I don't know. Devonte Freeman, maybe I don't know. C.J. Anderson, is he a drop? All right, we'll get to all of those. And, of course, we will cover every 
damn game as well. But we start your show as we always do with your top headlines. News, news, news. news, news. The whistles go whoop. I like turtles. All right, Kirsten Wentz. <laughs> Kirsten, Kirsten Wentz is amazing, man. No Jason Peters yeah. on that offensive line. Taking on the Denver defense, a defense that had been just, I mean, just amazing. And Carson Wentz just absolutely carved them up. He did. I mean, just shredded them. I mean, when you guys watch this performance, I'd love to know what your, um, you know, your thoughts were on this game. And uh, we'll start with you, Alex. Uh, Carson Wentz has been amazing, but I feel like we've been we've had a big love affair with Sean McBay and the Los Angeles Rams Sean podcast. McBay. But we haven't given <laughs> enough credit to uh, Doug Peterson as well, who's yeah. been calling some awesome games. Sure, like they that offense is really creative. They're loaded with playmakers. Wentz is always like he's just making stupid plays in these games where he's like dodging guys, getting tackled, throwing touchdowns. His touchdown, to, his first touchdown to Alshon was awesome, where he like escaped the pocket and then For sure. lofted it over to Lee perfectly. So uh, Carson Wentz is the real deal. I got a lot of questions on Facebook Live on Sunday morning before the games that people were like worried about Wentz of and course. offering yeah, up yeah, other yeah. players. And I was like, no, no, no. I was like, Wentz is in the midst of an MVP caliber season. He's got tons of playmakers around him. I would not fret. And it were it paid off. Like he's he's at the set it and forget it point mm -hmm. now. And his main touchdown guy, Zach Ertz, was out. In that's the right. And no, that's he, what I'm saying. And he did it without him. Zachary still threw the tight end. God, jeez. Yeah. Trey Burton, get out of my I, life. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, he had he didn't have his favorite target. Yeah. Uh, you know, Pro Bowl left tackle. Jason Peters was out of this game. I, that's where I was concerned. That's where I was concerned was Jason Peters being out of this game. Von Miller, you think about all those edge rushers and, and that great defensive line that Denver has. And, and man, Wentz, just, he didn't care. No, yeah. he absolutely did not care. And he was just firing on. And soldiers. what Gilhar said, how he escapes the pocket, like he does that so frequently every game. It's he right. just he's just a magician back there, like escaping pressure and getting the ball off. Right. Though the touch the, the short touchdown catch and run he threw to Corey Clement was one of those where it was like, oh, he's definitely going to get sacked, and he was just like, what? Yeah, he's he's the epitome of the quarterback succeeding inside and outside of structure. Right yeah, now. it was and he's so good. You know, he has. His favorite weapon out in Zach Ertz? Well, then Alshon Jeffrey pops up. Right. Like, you know, that's the way the Eagles' offense is right now. They have multiple dimensions. That's why those offseason signings and the emergence of Nelson Aguilar were also probably so important for Carson Wentz. Oh, yeah. He was – I mean, he was an erratic player on his own last year, but right. he didn't have – Aguilar was a ghost. Like, he didn't have any options in the passing game. From ghost to goat. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a 30 for 30. What it if does. I told you? <laughs> NFL Films presents <laughs> – uh, I like it. Jameis Winston hurt, re-injured his shoulder in that game against New Orleans. I think it, it deserves a longer conversation in terms of the Bucks because mm -hmm. they are absolutely tailspinning right now. Two and six. Um, they look lost offensively. They look, I mean, just <laughs> they look horrible defensively as well. Um, the offense just looks bad. So I will throw this out here, okay? Buy, sell, or hold. And let me just throw out the names, and you guys tell me buy, sell, or hold, and why. Jameis Winston, buy, sell, or hold. Matt Franchise. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you can sell him, and I'm not buying him, so I Is he a hold him or, okay. or, or, <laughs> or drop, drop, drop him. Okay. I wasn't a Jameis Winston <laughs> fan in fantasy coming into the season, but it's just kind of now he's injured, and yeah, I would there. I would drop him. Yeah. Well, sell drop. can be a drop. You can sell him to okay. the waiver. Okay, then sell. Right. <laughs> sell sell him. him to the waiver wire for uh, Jared Goff. <laughs> You're putting that uh, old piece of furniture out on the <laughs> That's street. That's right. That's right. There you go. Uh, buy, sell, or hold Jameis Winston. Oh, What's drop. a drop? Easy drop. Drop. Okay. Buy, sell, or hold uh, Doug Martin. Hold. 
Hold. Hold for now. Do you feel like Look, bigger he things was, are ahead? He was a sell for me a couple weeks ago because he had yes. this string of tough matchups. Now he's out of that string of tough matchups. This game against the Saints was supposed to be a favorable matchup for him, mm-hmm. and he was uh, – Roto World used the word bizarre for his usage in this game because yeah. he basically wasn't used in the second half. He was not. And it wasn't like they were losing by a huge margin. Uh, but he has and a they couple had the backup quarterback in. You'd think they'd right. try to protect him a little bit but in the run game, but no. He has a few more favorable matchups through the rest of the year. Yeah. I'm confident that they you know, they put him back in there as the feature back. This was just like Roto World put it, bizarre. Buy, sell, or hold. I'm holding as well. I don't understand why they keep forcing Charles Sims into these games and pass catching situations. Like maybe yeah. there's something we don't know about know. Dog Martin in these areas. I think he's been a pretty good pass catcher like catch. throughout his career. Yeah. So like I, I would hold it, it seems like one of those situations where a coaching staff might be like, What we have this very talented player in our backfield, why don't we give him more work to help protect the quarterback? But he's also like in this day and age, he is still getting some volume his last few games and like okay. we can't run away from that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean under the like Doug Barton had 49 catches in his rookie year, and then in 2015 he had 33 catches. But other than that, he's never been – he's never even crossed 20. Uh, it appears like, especially under the Dirk Cutter coaching staff, they do not want to use him as a pass catcher, and they like Charles Sims in that role. So buy, sell, or hold Doug Martin? Uh, I, I'm going to go with hold as well, too. All right. I mean, he's still theoretically a back that's going to get double-digit touches. Obviously, that didn't happen yesterday. It's the volume, but, yeah. But All right, still. so this is the big one, right? Buy, sell, or hold Mike Evans, and we'll stay with you, Matt Harmon. I'm going to go with buy on Evans. I don't think he has the ceiling that he had last year because, uh, you know, there's so many other options in this offense for them to go to. Also, this offense is playing like hell. Uh, (laughs) But but he was pretty consistently getting, you know, eight-plus targets, double-digit targets going into into this week. I think he completely ghosted. But, you know, it's like you said with the Bucs right now, and I think Evans epitomizes this from what we saw yesterday, you know, going after Marshawn Lattimore, whatever – you know, Evan Silva tweeted out this morning a clip from the or a quote from the Ringer podcast, like, and I'm assuming Michael Lombardi said it. I haven't listened to the show. I'll, I'll try to do that later. But that he he said uh, the everybody in the league knows the Bucks have given up. They've already quit. Oh. They've already quit on the year. Uh, and I feel like Mike Evans yesterday, like in the middle of the game, like for really no real reason, like cheap shotting Marshawn Lattimore. That's okay. that kind of right. epitomizes that. I, I'm still gonna say bye, but I'm realizing that I don't know with with like I better be buying pretty low. That well, sounds, now's the time to buy low on him. Cause. I, I guess it just yeah. With these things, I I always hate talking about like buy, sell, whatever because it's so dependent on how situation. on your league what, on what, the, what, what what the owner feels like and what, who the else thing. they have on their roster. Well, yeah. here's the thing: when you get a, when you have a guy like Mike Evans, okay. I mean, the bottom line is it, it's easier actually to, to to have these conversations of buy, sell, hold because these are the guys that you can move yeah. or these are the guys that you can get. You know what I'm saying? These right. are. The, I mean, when you're when you're trading spare parts, like you know, nothing against Juju Smith Schuster, but like let's say you had a Juju Smith Schuster, right? Yeah. It, 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 no one really cares about those trades, and those trades are. I, I mean, quite frankly, those are harder to pull off, right? It's the it's always trades that involve big names. Big names, right. right? Big names. Those are the guys that get moved because either the owner's freaking out or somebody really wants them because they see the upside, whatever it might be. It's actually a hell of a lot easier to move the big names than it is uh, your waiver wire guys. I agree. But uh, buy, sell, or hold Mike Evans franchise. I think I'm trying to sell him right now. I mean, I, I, I'm it, especially if Jameis Winston's going to be out uh, or in and out or in and out. Yeah. Eat it in and out. Um, <laughs> eat it Arby's. I mean, mean, it's just like, yeah. Is he five guys? He's or is getting the targets, but like Harmon said, his his ceiling this year was 15.5 standard points in week six when he had 95 yards and a touchdown. Mm. And like, unless he's getting you a touchdown, 
He's he's become touchdown dependent. That's what he is now. That's not good. I That's think not good. I think I'm trying to buy him and Deshaun Jackson just because people's opinions of them are probably close to rock bottom. With yeah. Rock two bottom. and six. Jameis Winston is injured. However, you look at the upcoming slate of games, there are some uh, yeah. beatable secondaries. They've got the Jets, That's Dolphins, Falcons, Packers, Lions. All good matches. Like, And especially if this team, their defense is bad, if they're in a negative game script, and if it's Ryan Fitzpatrick just up there chucking the rock, throwing some YOLO balls, like we don't care if okay. Ryan Fitzpatrick throws interceptions because like, he's still going to throw it around. That high game that you mentioned for Mike Evans, Fitzpatrick was under center. So right. like, you could get these guys for peanuts, and, uh, it, and they have a good run here that could help try and launch you into the playoffs. In the fantasy playoffs, they do have to face Carolina at one point, but yeah. still. Week 16. That, I mean, if you got there, then you're fine. That run of games leading up to it, yeah. like, that's that's a pretty juicy matchup slate. How about, I just wanted to get your reactions here to this Leonard Fournette thing, right? So Leonard Fournette was just <laughs> out of nowhere <laughs> inactivated by the Jaguars. Bench reportedly for missing the team photo. Um, I, I think and Ian Rappaport had added some context yeah. to it. You know, he had he had missed a treatment, a treatment or something. And but you know, the uh, the the report out of the four letter was that uh, Fournette was benched because he missed the team photo. Um, uh, James, as I, as I joked to you on Twitter, what? Hey, can I introduce you to Tom Coughlin? Here's a headline from 2004. <laughs> in Coughlin time, you can be early and still <clears throat> be late. Here's a headline in from 2015. When you're on Tom Coughlin time, it gets late early. This is this is Coughlin's mo. He's an old school, hard nosed disciplinarian. So this this doesn't surprise surprise me in the least. What would surprise me is if Fournette messes up like this again and gets suspended. But I think this is just a whole dose to the whole team that under Coughlin and Marone, this crap doesn't fly. Yeah. So it it sucked for this culture, <laughs> but like still won the game. So but like but like we shouldn't be surprised because like I, I said, Tom Coughlin I mean, throughout I his entire coaching history has it's done a this. Team <laughs> There was uh, there was also what's some wrong with you guys. James, James like he find players. He would like find players for not being fifteen minutes early to oh, a meeting. Man. Like I think Michael Strahan once said he arrived like five minutes early and got fined for being late. Right. To yeah. like it was like a noon meeting. He arrived at eleven fifty five and got fined. Like that's Tom Coughlin. And there, unbelievable. There was also go ahead. Hunter. No no no. You go. There was also some drama at the end of the game yesterday. The Jaguars beat the Bengals. Bengals but they went in victory formation like inside the 10-yard line or something. Right. And on red zone, they showed a highlight of Bortles, Bortles yeah. yelling at, I think it was Marone, on Basically the sideline. Like he was very upset that maybe they didn't go for another touchdown there at the end yeah. of the game or something. So, you know, maybe the, they're, what, they're what laying was down the all, hammer. What was that all about, by the way? I, I don't know. I, I no don't idea. understand that because well, really the game was over, right? Like, no, but it's – No, but I'm I know. the real-life game was over. Like, yeah. Vic, like the victory formation – game was over. The game was over. They won. Is it that Blake Bortles wanted to get stats? I, I think – no, you know, I think Blake might be – honestly, might be feeling himself a little bit. And, you know, he kind of should. He That was a career – or not a career, a season high in pass attempts yesterday with 38. Okay. He's actually strung together some pretty good games. Yeah. Uh, he had 95 yards on 14 attempts against the Steelers a few weeks ago. But oh since boy. then, the last three games – 241 yards, one touchdown, one interception, 330 yards against the Colts, and a touchdown. Like, he strung right. together uh, some pretty good games here this year, and especially yesterday, you know, without their top pick at running back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which, by the way, if you ever wanted, like, a oh, running back's actually not that important position argument, like the Jaguars have offered it twice now in the last three weeks without Leonard Fournette. But anyways, it's a separate discussion. But Bortles goes out and, and posts, like I said, a season high in pass attempts, has a good game. They win – convincingly, which they've done several times this year, I think Blake might have honestly just been been feeling himself. He might be a legit streamer down the stretch here. They play 
Cleveland, Arizona, Indianapolis, Seattle, Houston, San Francisco. Oh man! After those after are, week ten, aside from Seattle, those are excellent matchups. Yeah, I mean, really though. I mean, I mean, if look. you're struggling at quarterback, <laughs> man. Look, Bortles. Bortles is okay. a is a punchline, but he is. I, yeah. I remember saying even before this season that like I think Blake is salvageable to the point of like being okay. The, 22nd best quarterback, you know, 20th best quarterback in the NFL. And that, that's not what you want out of a guy you picked in the, top, high, in the yeah. top three. But it's better than the stone disaster that he was yeah. last season. And I think a lot – and it comes – you know, it also comes back to culture and what Tom Coughlin and these guys are trying to establish because, you know, it was no secret that Blake Bortles didn't take preparation or anything like that seriously going into last year. Got it. Uh, and – that things really went off the rails there. Uh, and I think you're seeing this all come together, and now they're, now they're sending a message to probably their most important offensive player right now uh, that, hey, if you're either going to get on board or we'll go on and win, we'll smash the, the Bengals without you. Right. I wonder if it's a blessing in disguise, too, for him to get a little bit healthier uh, from that ankle injury that he suffered. Kareem Hunt. Can we seen get it three weeks. Can we, see the, can we talk about Kareem Hunt's usage here? Nope. Nine carries. <laughs> oh. Nine carries he played on 53 percent of the team's offensive snaps against dallas 61 total yards he hasn't scored since week three um i've seen a lot of stuff on twitter about oh it's the rookie wall has the league figured him out um and again i'm just my thing is i'm just baffled by the usage you can't play kareem hunt on 53 percent. i thought maybe it was an injury but there's been no injury reported. We saw him on the last snap of the game, so obviously he was healthy enough to play at the very, very end of the game. I'm just, what the hell happened? I think you might, and you may have deleted it from the rundown, but when you said he got Andy Reeded, I think you're right. Much like we were teasing poor franchise for his Steelers of all, can, you know, every year playing down to an opponent. Attacked. Andy Reed <laughs> does this as well with his featured backs at least once or twice a season. Yes, he, he did does. it. He did it with Shady McCoy. He did it with Brian Westbrook. So he's like, wow, I've got this all-world back. Let's just not use him. He's yeah. done it plenty and with like, Jamal Charles, there were, too. Yeah. There were a couple fantastic runs and some plays from Hunt in that game, but it's like I, they just decided not to go to him. I mean, even if you're playing catch-up, yeah. I, I, I just don't understand. He can catch. I, I, exactly. Well, but the problem is he can't block. Like he was not a good pass blocker coming out of this, coming out of the draft. A lot of people talked about that. Okay, he hasn't gotten any better. So that's the big problem is they don't want him back there in pass protection getting blown. And I realize there's 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 more they can do with him, but they don't want him back there pass blocking getting Alex Smith blown up. They yeah. just trust Chark Kendrick more, Chark Kendrick West more in those situations. But the, but I guess I guess where I have a problem with that line of logic is that then why is Chark Kendrick West going out in in into a route? Because right, you so. can't because you can't be completely predictable. I, I don't know. I, look, we're talking more than we understand in yeah. terms of NFL play calling, but I think that's the Chiefs' reason in this specific scenario. I'm always hesitant to just default to like coaching narrative. The, or whatever, the Dallas but. pass rush is really good too, so they could have gotten concerned because uh, Irving and Lawrence were getting home early in that game. So and, that, and I that, that was that could have flipped the script for them a little bit. Too. I thought that that was their best like run defense performance that I've seen out of Dallas in a while, too. I mean, I realize he averaged 4.1 yards per carry, but I, right. I thought they really did a good job bottling him up on a couple plays. I mean, Hunt, right now, we're talking about buys and sells. He's definitely a buy low for me. I think I'm yeah. going to put him oh, in yeah. trade calls this week. Yeah, it's it's interesting, People right? Because freaking out. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. No, 100%. I mean, he hasn't scored a touchdown since week three, and obviously yeah. he came out gangbusters. Um, there is certainly some concern, uh, I think, surrounding Kareem Hunt right now, but um, I don't think anybody in this room is concerned. No. 
No, right? No. He's a, it was just one of those weird games. It was a weird game. And also, touchdowns are fickle beasts. Right. He, he scored a boatload of them early. He hasn't yeah. since. And the next player on the rundown is a further example <laughs> of why touchdowns are fickle beasts. Marshawn Lynch, I'll ask you this. Beast mode. Here's the thing. It's it's funny to, to for me to say, is he back? And I know it's going to be met with a resounding no here. Nope. Right? <laughs> but 14 carries, 57 yards, two touchdowns. Now, the reason I... And I and I get I'm a big time Marshawn Lynch fan, you know, blah blah blah. Okay. I think I think we all are. But <clears throat> watching him run, I guess this is what I was saying yesterday um, to a buddy of mine, which is it's weird because Oakland's got a good offensive line. Yeah, I'm watching Marshawn Lynch run, and is he the same guy from 2013, 2014? No, but he doesn't look washed. He's got that same style. He still has still running guys over. He still he still has a little bit left. He still has some. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like Matt Forte. I'm watching Matt Forte run. I'm like, oh yeah, this is looks pretty good. Like, yeah. He looks like a good running back. Right. Objectively speaking, he looks like a good running back. Yeah. The big difference to me was, you know, and surprisingly coming off this suspension, I think you could have talked yourself into the fact like, oh, maybe they just start phasing Lynch out of the offense. Right. But sure. They really actually committed to him. He was on the field for 57% of the plays uh, yesterday. DeAndre Washington just 16%. Jalen Richard 21%. That might he, be his highest. His, I, think I was going to say his, his 50, highest, 57% has to be yeah, it was it was it, it was definitely his highest of the season. I mean, this was this was and, the first game really this year that they were like, hey, we're going to we're going to really commit to you right. as much more of just the clear-cut starter as opposed to, you know, a committee back. I, I will think say game script has to do with it. The Raiders right. were leading the whole yeah. I was going to say, looking at it, uh, 51 of his total yards came in the second half. In the first half, Lynch had a grand total of nine yards. Right. And, so and they had a lead. They leaned on him. But we're going to have to pick and choose those game it, scripts uh, in order to games to really trust Marshall. Yeah, in games where we've seen them going in the second half losing, he's pretty much sat on the sideline the entire second half. Yeah, I mean, I, I knew it was all a second-half game because I left before the, the first half was over, left here last night, and I obviously did not watch the game at home because I don't have my cable set up yet. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, and then I, like, pulled up the game after it was over, and I was like, oh, wow, Marshawn uh, yeah. popped up for a big one. But did. next next few games, Patriots, Broncos, Giants, Chiefs, Cowboys, Eagles. There's a lot of, like, mixed bag in there, too. Maybe the, the Giants br- maybe the, use them. Maybe the Broncos, maybe? I don't know. I don't know what to think about the Broncos. Yeah, the Broncos are – they're like a team in <laughs> the defense right now. It's, it's in Oakland, too. I'd probably feel okay about that. But yeah. not feeling great about using them in a Patriots type of game. Nope. I don't, I, I don't really That's buy – a Mexico City game, too, I think. Yeah, I don't really – I don't really buy the Raiders as a good team either. So no, I don't. I'm going to get game scripted out a lot. Yeah, and uh, there were a couple good teams on that list, too. Like the Eagles oh, don't yeah. want to touch Marshawn nope. against the Eagles. They not only have a great run defense but a phenomenal offense. And In Kansas City, too, the Raiders get waxed by the Chiefs in Kansas City every single year. Hmm. Uh, I'll be the one person on the podcast that has a little bit more hope and optimism for Marshawn Lynch. I, like I said, I don't know. It, it could, to me anyways, I wonder if it's a situation where he's starting to, to heat up, right? Like, at least we could at least build that. I could tell myself a story, as you say, uh, Matt Harmon, of, yeah. okay, Marshawn Lynch took an entire year off, and now he's starting to get back into game shape. Now he's starting to get back into the flow. Now he's starting to understand, uh, get used to that NFL speed again. Um, and again, I just—it's just odd to me, man. Like I'm watching him play, and I—I I don't see a bad running back out there. I actually see a pretty good running back. And and if this is the offensive line that we have come to know, I don't know. I'm I'm at least intrigued in the back half of the season. That's all. All right. Uh, let's stay in that game. Oakland took on Miami. Um, I, I, was it addition by subtraction? They trade away Jay Ajayi. I I just have him. I don't know. I mean, they looked a hell of a lot more consistent offensively, um, and they had a hell of a lot more juice in that run game as well. I mean, 
is it is it that they're back on track, or is it just a good matchup versus Oakland? Raiders defense sucks. It's Raiders defense okay. for me too. Also, like juice in the run game, they had one big run from Kenyon Drake. Otherwise, if you look at it, Damon Williams seven rushes for fourteen yards, mm-hmm. and you and you take back that huge Kenyon Drake play, he's got like eight rushes for like eighteen yards or something. I'm just spitballing numbers, but they it was not great otherwise. And I think it, I think this is a bigger instance of the Oakland defense than us buying into the Miami offense. Yeah, same here, Cuddy. 300 yards, three touchdowns for Jay Cutler. What the hell? Uh, what do you guys do with Damian Williams and Kenyon Drake? And I apologize to that fella online who asked me, uh, should I play Damian Williams or whatever, whatever? And I was like, oh, I don't even think Damian Williams is playable. Right. I don't think Damian Williams is playable. He's going to be a backup running back in a horrible offense. He, you can't play this guy. I think well, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. So I think I apologize. with the Ajayi trade last week and six teams on by. Drake and Williams were both startable in a lot of leagues because people needed help. Jordan Howard's out, Lev Bell's out. True. Uh, guys like that. But I think with teams coming, I think there's four teams on by this week. Correct. But like a lot of the bigger running back names are coming back. I don't know. I think you're going to have to pick and choose the matchups of when you're going to start Drake and Williams. And I think Williams is, you know, we were talking about this this morning. Their touch, their touches were pretty much split 50-50. <laughs> their snaps were pretty much split 50-50. Drake yeah. had a slight lead. They each had six targets. Yeah. They had like nine, ah! seven carries. It's- so... I mean, it's going to be – like, and this is what I kind of wrote up in the matchups column. Like, yeah. it depends on what you want to bank on. Drake is the better bet for a big play, yeah. which we saw in this week. In this week, But uh, Williams is the better bet in the red zone because that's where yeah. he scored all six of his touchdowns wow. last year. And guess what? They got into the red zone. They threw him a target. He scored this week. So yeah. boom, boom. it's just you have to hope that they're going to get there and give Williams the ball or you're banking on a big play and just both feel dicey in this offense. They will be <laughs> popularly added. Right. I mean, like, Harmon's laughing. No, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing because I'm looking at the – I'm looking at the just the box score from it. You know, six catches, 47 yards, 7.8 a catch for Damian Williams. Uh-huh. Six catches for 35 <laughs> yards, 5.8 for Kenyon Drake. <laughs> Their top receiver, theoretically, Jarvis Landry, also six for 32, <laughs> 5.3 a catch. <laughs> That's disgusting. That's uh, By the way, don't chase the Julius Thomas production. In no, this no. Don't, don't ever. Yeah, don't do don't that. Do that don't do Yeah, exactly. Let's go to the waiver wire, NFL.com. Slash waiver wire, the author of this wonderful piece. If you're not reading this piece, you have not lived, my friends. Uh, NFL.com slash waiver wire. Alex Gelhard, the Wizkid from Wisconsin, break it down for us. Well, leading off the waiver wire, he's still owned in a fair amount of leagues, but this guy's been dropped all over the place. Is Thomas Rawls? Put him on the radar because this coming into this week, it was supposed to be Eddie Lacy week. That held true. He had seven early touches. Yeah. Looked okay. I think he had like 34 yards on those. Groin, groin strain, yep. out. Yeah, yeah. Pro, what did you call him? Pro synactive the other yeah, day. CJ Pro. Oh. Uh, probably not coming back still. JD McKissick's more of just a, a like a Swiss Army knife kind of player. So yep. the Seahawks are on a short week going up against the Cardinals. Rawls could be available and will at least have volume, which is something mm-hmm. that we want to chase because there are so many committees. Well, so. do we know what the injury status is for for Eddie Lacy? I don't know. It was pretty bad. Well, he groin. didn't he didn't come back. It's a groin injury. He didn't come short back, week. and it's a short week. That so. was very tilting. That's why that's why I'm saying it's probably a good one to go pick up Rawls. Got it. Deion Lewis coming off his bye. People should look to him. Yeah. Orleans Darkwa is like the best example of it, it ain't pretty, but it, it works in fantasy because he continues to lead the Giants running backs in playing time and touches. His 71 rushing yards uh, were the seventh most of the week heading into Sunday Night Football, and nobody <laughs> else surpassed him. So he's still ranked seventh on the week and the on the week in rushing yards what heading a, into Monday Night Football. What a gross week for running backs. No, but bad. I mean, so like in a, in a standard league, especially Jeez. like a flex, he got seven he got you like hearts. he got you like close Good to God. eight points. Like I mean, you uh, could do worse. Oh, 100 percent, yeah. Uh, wide receiver wise, 
it's time for more people to pick up Robert Woods. He's been very sneakily consistent. He's had four-plus catches and 59-plus yards in five of his last six games. Okay. Uh, the Rams, next up for them is a date with the Texans. Ooh. Pass defense is not good. Hell Can yeah. get shredded. Goff and this offense are heating up, so I think yep. Woods Woods is going to be a great guy to pick up and give you some solid production. Uh, same for Robbie Anderson. He's been a, he's been a beast. And then uh, the streamers this week, okay. it's uh, he might not start, but Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback Ooh. could be in the mix. What? As is George Kittle because they play oh, yeah. the Giants. The so the Giants, once again, allowed a touchdown to a tight end. Oh, my God. Tyler Higby. Like first quarter. First Rams touchdown to <laughs> Tyler Higby, and everyone was like, yes. Yep, there it is. Tyler All of Higby. our dreams are coming true. Wow, what do you know? Tyler Higby, touchdown against the Giants. So strange. Odd. Yeah. Uh, was that his only catch? Yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> Gerald Everett had a bunch of yards, yeah, too. So great. But the Giants continue. I think it's now four, oh of the, my God. four of the last five quarterbacks, I think, to play the Giants have thrown for 250-plus and three touchdowns. Talk at least. Talk about packing it in. Oh, my so, God. They're done. Yeah. yeah. So, so he just put them on your radar like they might still start cj bathard but okay you had a circle. good game this week all right let's talk about your top performers of the week at quarterback jared goff was up there in the top five 311 passing four touchdowns qb1 for baby hello streamed him in a bunch of leagues and was so happy qb1 let's, let's go my rams Tyrod Taylor, 285 passing yards, three total touchdowns. He was working in the top five that's as his, well. That's his, best game on, that's his best game on the road this year. He had, They'd had some really drastic home road splits with their whole offense, but Tyrod got it done. Well, talk about uh, a, a stat line that lies. Uh, oh, yeah, it was all garbage that time. Was a, a lot of it was What was that game, 34-7? to 34-7. Oh, know. yeah, two touchdowns came in the fourth quarter. Yeah. But, hey, doesn't matter for fantasy. <laughs> <we win>. Correct. <laughs> I'm just saying I don't know that like Tyrod is never going to hit that ceiling again, most likely. Uh, Carson. Wentz, 199 pass. This is such a weird stat line. 199 passing, so he didn't even get to 200, but he had four touchdowns. Yeah. Amazing. Cam Newton, you want to talk about uh, why rushing quarterbacks are so important and, mm-hmm. and, Seriously. and just got borderline unfair in fantasy. Uh, 137 passing yards, okay? 137. Zero passing touchdowns. You're thinking to yourself, my God, he had a horrible game. Well, in real life, it wasn't that great. But 86 rushing yards and a touchdown absolutely saved his day. Unbelievable. That's almost 15 yeah. points right there, just on the ground. 86 and a touch. That's a great running back production right there. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you're like, oh, I had a running back. He gave me 86 and a touch. That's like, like, oh, that's, that's great. That's like Orleans Darkwell plus a touchdown. <laughs> that's unbelievable. Come on. Jay Cutler, as we mentioned, 311 passing and three touchdowns. He was working in the top 10 as well. All right, at the wide receiver position, T.Y. Hilton, uh, five receptions on nine targets, 175 and two touchdowns. Two big ones, by the way. Alshon Jeffrey, Alshon Jeffrey, second week in a row, baby. Six catches, 11 targets, 84 yards, two touchdowns for Alshon Jeffrey. Denver. Against the no-fly zone. Yeah. Go get it. Robert Woods, 4-5, 70 yards, two touchdowns for Robert Woods. He had a big game. New Hopkins. <laughs> I just laugh because of the efficiency. It's amazing. He had 16 targets. He caught six of them. Six for 16. Oh, he yeah. was inches away from having it be seven with two touchdowns. True. Yeah. Like, because he had his feet positioned to tap, know, but that but his other own, His own heel blocked his down. toe. Oh, yeah. So that, was, that would have been one of the touchdown catches of the year, I think. I, I thought there was no chance in hell he got that ball. By yeah. the way. And I was like, oh, my God, he... 
really got close. To go back quick to T.Y. Hilton against the Texans, in 10 and three-quarter games against them, he has 60 receptions for 1,117 yards and 11 touchdowns. Well, and the good thing about T.Y. this year, I mean, he's been a nightmare in in a lot of games. I mean, he was 40 yards the last three coming into this, but his three big games, including this one, have yeah. been pretty easy to spot. Like, yeah, yeah. They've been, been against Bats terrible, terrible defenses, Cleveland, defense, San, Cleveland Fran, San Francisco, Houston. and they've all been either at home or this one, another like inside game. So and they're always much, big. They're always like big plays. It's not like, like oh, he catches a ten yard, you know. Yeah, he's he's gonna like just go out and smash for big so, plays. And his best spots. his best games against the Texans, uh, his top five have been two hundred twenty three yards, one hundred seventy five yards, one hundred twenty one yards, one hundred fifteen yards, one hundred eleven yards. These are all against the Texans. Damn. All against the Texans. Yeah. <laughs> Lord, uh, New Copkins six for sixteen, eighty six yards and a touchdown. Doug Baldwin put in work as well, seven for eleven, uh, one hundred eight yards and a touchdown for him. I okay. thought Harmon, you had a, just a. Just pause on Doug Baldwin because you had an interesting note in targets and touches on him. How, like, he's had big volume the last few weeks, but it was like, yeah, his floor isn't going to bottom out on you, but like, it's he still has good ceilings. He had like 90 in a touch and like his big 100 in a touch game. Well, he has a well, that's like the the Doug Baldwin experience. Like, the last three weeks have been the epitome of it. You know, he's had 12, 10, 12 targets over the last few weeks. Yeah, he had the 92 in a touch, but sandwich in between there is this like six catch, 54 yard game that's just like. Ugh, like I don't really want to take that from a guy that I drafted in the second round, but that's the Doug Baldwin experience. Like he's True. gonna legit blow up, yeah. and his floor is not a crisis, but it's pretty, right. It's it's, still dis- pretty it's disappointing, but it's not like the two catch eleven yard game. Some other wide receivers yeah. will give Michael you. Michael Thomas, and we're looking at you, pal. He had one game like that. Yeah. Is he your new Mark Ingram? No, absolutely <laughs> not. I love Mike you. Attack the Saints. You I do. Really do throughout your Saints. career. But wait, what? No, that's inaccurate. <laughs> he does love Kamara, though. Yeah. Well, I like Kamara. I like Drew Brees. I like Mike. Just Thomas. because he's anti uh, Mark Ingram. Really. I, I like Darren Sproles back in the day. So just Mark Ingram. Just, it's really Mark Ingram. Yeah. Pierre Thomas. Remember him? I loved him. Nope. I loved the PT Cruiser. Okay. Wow. All right. Forget it. Um, <laughs> PT Cruiser. Yeah. Kamara. Pierre Thomas. Kamara. Kam- Kam- oh, the PT Cruiser. Car. They're both, both cars. Car Mara. Car running back. Okay. I'm gonna leave this podcast yeah. if we don't. No. Camaro. 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 Stop. Camaro. Yes! That's what I was getting at. Nailed it. Not c- All right. call. <clears throat> can, we <laughs> can we talk about New Copkins very quickly? Um, no. Reason for optimism here, given the volume. And again, um, I think a lot of folks were kind of freaking out uh, about Nuke. And I think the freak yeah. out was warranted for somebody like Will Fuller, who didn't see a lot of volume. But what we've seen with Tom Savage now, even you know in week one, where he fed Nuke 16 targets. Oh, yeah. Um, this is another game where he, he fed it. Nuke 16 targets. He did it last year, too. I think in that first game he came in, he pummeled him with targets. So yeah. reason for optimism, given the target share. Well, Hopkins, I wrote this when I wrote up the Deshaun Watson injury reaction piece. Like Hopkins is not going to be a you know, top five wide receiver anymore, but he's still going to be a pretty decent wide receiver too, even low end, maybe wide receiver one because of that volume. I mean, 16 targets, of course, only caught six of them for 86 yards and a touch. Like you mentioned, that's horribly inefficient, but with that volume is going to keep him afloat. Right now, Will Fuller, on the other hand, he still saw eight targets yesterday, which is pretty good. That's pretty good. But with, Getting, I mean, he's a deep threat. If he's got such a big downgrade, a quarterback, his floor bottoms out. Hopkins' yeah. floor does not bottom out to the point right. where he's not still a player that you're starting every single okay. week. I'm sure Fuller will have a, an occasional blow-up oh, yeah. game, but it's going to be a lot harder to pick, and they're not going to come as frequently as they did with Watson. Right, yeah, exactly. And again, I, which was every I, game. I talk about the I talk, 
I talk about the inefficiencies with New Kopka. I don't think it's him. Okay, I'm just no, saying it's, not. it's uh, he's not getting high quality targets right. obviously from Tom well, Savage. It's, so it's not so much that it's him, but the, the, these type of receivers that are clearly just almost exclusively boundary guys that work across the sideline get these low percentage targets. Like it's a little bit of of him too, but not not like a, I'm saying there's a bad player, but just his style of play c- comes into factor with that efficiency. So um, you know what you're saying? Real quick, yeah. uh, just total changes because I was thinking about this as we please, were talking please. about before with the Dolphins running backs. But if you have a are, have a reason to sell one of your Dolphins players yeah. um, or not to pick up the running backs, their upcoming slate, they have Carolina, New England twice, Denver, the Bills, and the Chiefs. And the Bills and the Chiefs games are both on the road. Nope. That's, a, that's not a great slate because it's also both offenses that should put up points on Miami or yeah. defenses that could shut them down. It's, oh a, it's a disastrous end-of-season schedule. Mix. Doesn't look good. Uh, Jeremy Macklin... Eight of nine, 98 yards. Now, you know, he didn't necessarily pop up huge um, on a lot of people's radars unless you're playing in PPR because that's a really big game in PPR. But are you guys interested potentially here in Jeremy Macklin maybe getting healthier here, maybe Joe Flacco getting a little bit healthier as the season rolls along too? Any interest in Jeremy Macklin long term? I was glad to see that you put this on the rundown when I opened it five minutes before the show started, <laughs> uh, because I am I am buying in on Jeremy Macklin a little bit. Uh, since he missed the Week Seven game against the Vikings, he has 11 catches for 151 yards and a touchdown in the last two games. And you know that's also including a second half against the Dolphins, where I don't think he was uh, targeted, right? Well, yeah, I mean Ryan Mallett. Ryan Mallett was under center. center. So, yeah, uh, I I think he is starting to cook a little bit here. Uh, he's seeing six, he's seen 62 percent of his targets from the slot this year. That's historically a very valuable role in the Ravens offense um the only caveat of course with this particular line if you look at the Ravens pass game they Joe Flacco doled out 52 pass attempts uh, that's not going to be the situation that you normally see but I think that's going to bring down guys like Ben Watson who's not doing anything well realistically uh, though I mean the the Ravens do even though they feel like they're a run first team they really haven't been for the last two seasons I mean, whatever it is game script or no. whatever it might be it's they throw the ball a lot. They yeah. led the league in pass attempts. That's last right. Year, they they led the league in the pass attempts last year. I think they're leading the league in pass attempts this year. So, um, well, this, this the volume will be high. This year, they've seemed to want to. They did like at the beginning of the year, especially seem to really want to dial that back and be a much more balanced offense. Oh yeah. But, oh, but yeah. I think if anybody's going to inherit volume in this offense, it's going to be Jeremy. Also, because the rest of these guys, oh my God, Brashad Perryman. What a freaking nightmare. Uh, <laughs> upcoming slate uh, is either it's uh, five of his next six games are great matchups or like pretty good matchups. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they're in their bye week in week 10. But after yeah. that, at the Packers, home against Houston, home against Detroit, at Pittsburgh, no thanks, nope. at Cleveland, hell yeah, and then uh, home against Indianapolis, let's go in that's the fantasy playoffs. 16. That's pretty nice. He that's might, really good. Especially because the Ravens are on their bye week. Uh, you could heal up. You could well. He could heal up, and also, typically, it's easier to. Pr- it's probably easier to buy players when they're on their. Yes, buy. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred you know, percent. You're taking something that's not going to give you anything right away. Right, 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 right. All right. At running back, your top performers: 152 total yards for Alvin Kamara, two touchdowns for him. Corey Clement. Corey Clement. Yeah. Right. What? 66 total yards, three touchdowns for Corey Clement. Do not chase. <laughs> The craziest thing about Corey Clement too was that there were, you know, there was speculation that he might actually be the guy that gets cut or pushed into the practice squad because when they brought in Jay Ajayi, but right. here he is, three touchdowns, unbelievable. I think he led the backs in playing time too this week. To, crazy, yeah, crazy, crazy. It's also fair to note that they were blowing the. Oh yeah, exactly. That's, that's oh, yeah, yeah. that all plays into it. That game would never end for whatever. It's just like yeah, it was super so long. long. Uh, Todd Gurley, one hundred four total, two touchdowns for him. Matt Forte. The ageless one, man. He's 
He's playing well, guys. That was a streak, game that was a streaky season. wheel gets the grease. He's playing too. well, and against he Buffalo's had... defense, which nobody saw that coming either. Ninety-six like, total it, yards and two touchdowns for Matt Forte. Yeah. He's playing really well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Marshawn Lynch also cracking into the top ten. Fifty-seven yards, two touchdowns, as we talked about. All right, uh, at the tight end position, Evan Engram. 4 of 10, 70 so yards, touchdown for him. I was very curious to see what the target share would be once Sterling Shepard came back. The volume was still there, so it's it was, all good. It was all the two of them. They had 10 yeah. and 9 targets. Yep, it's all good. Jared Cook, 8 of 9, 126 yards for Jared Cook against Miami. Julius Thomas, again, we talked about it. Don't chase it. 6 of 8, 84 yards, and a touchdown for Julius Thomas. Travis Kelsey, 7 of 9, 73 yards, and a touchdown for Travis Kelsey, can we talk about the biggest disappointments? I felt like there was quite a few, actually. Uh, at least a few really, really, really big names. And we'll yeah. start at wide receiver. Um, the two big ones, and, and and I tweeted out yesterday that uh, these two gentlemen, Mike Evans and A.J. Green, they got more points for you in fantasy UFC than they <laughs> did in fantasy football. Truth. Uh, Mike Evans, one of six. Gross. 13 yards. A.J. Green, one reception. Six yards. I actually did see UFC, the main account, tweeted about AJ Green <laughs> breaking down his play. It was another nice. like got the got the takedown, yeah. got a little GNP in there. Sure, was absolutely. Like, oh was doing a little uh, rear. Na- went for the rear naked. It was good. It was our, solid. Our own Patrick Claybon tweeted out yesterday, like you never want to be as fed up as AJ Green was yesterday because he like they even shot they even shot him like uh, as he was leaving the field after this when he knew he was getting thrown. Oh, my. And he just had the look of, like, I don't even care. Worth it. Worth it. Oh, man. Like, he's – I'm sure this season has probably been exhausting. Being a Bengal his entire career has probably been uh, exhausting. True, true. So, yeah, man. It's – all right, so what do you guys? What do you do? With, we mean, talked about Mike Evans, but what do you guys do with AJ Green? Well, Green's probably going to get suspended. I, I would be surprised if, he, Ooh, does, that's if he doesn't get suspended. I didn't again. think about that one. This is also a tough matchup for wide receivers coming in. Yeah. Oh, impossible! Jalen Ramsey. So yeah, you kind of impossible. had to be tempering expectations. Why did Jalen Ramsey get tossed, tossed out, so. by the way? I don't know. I mean, he pushed him from behind, but it was. I mean, come on. I'm sure that. I'm sure that. Ramsey had some words <laughs> that instigated this. That's, oh yeah, definitely. Oh, Fair yeah. enough. There were reports Fair enough. of what he was saying too. Fair enough. Yeah. Which not good. Probably goes on a lot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, at the running, don't back. clutch, don't clutch your pearls over this. Like, right? Oh, no, no. How could, could Jalen Ramsey say this? Like, Give me a break. I don't even want to know half the things that are said on on the field. Oh yeah. Which, I mean, I kind of do, but most people probably. Oh, you totally want yeah, to? Are yeah. you kidding? Most people probably do. I'd and love also, to hear that. You have to, you have to love it if you're a Jags fan, though. Just quick aside, because like you've got this this top pick who's one of the best in the league, and he's just playing with a swagger, and he's like annoying the hell out of these wide receivers. Yeah. Like, he's and, he's talking the talk and walking the walk, though. Right, so that's the thing. Yeah. It's uh, not like Janoris Jenkins when he did something similar to Steve Smith <laughs> a few years ago, and then Steve Smith went out and roasted him. Put him on blast in <laughs> all of the media. <laughs> the Bengals' offense put up 148 total yards. Yeah, not dude. Good. They only bad. ran 39 plays. Oh, my goodness. It's a, it's they a only bad ran 39 plays? The Jags, like, do du- that? the Jags, like, doubled them up. Oh, my. Well, they can't pass the ball, especially against this pass defense, and they can't run the ball Truth. ever. True. So... Yeah, it's kind of hard. Kind of hard. I mean, to it's crazy because the they they drafted John Ross eighth overall, and they Wait, don't. Wait, a they, healthy scratch? They don't play him. Oh, healthy yeah. scratch. Yeah, like exactly. they're just not, they're not playing. Yeah, him. insane. Like they, their offense. I know that our friends in the ATN podcast said it, but they're so dependent on AJ Green. Yeah, like with Tyler Eifert out, not playing John Ross, the backfield giving them nothing. Yeah, what did Tyler Croft get? He, the Bengals had a hundred and I think he got fifty something yards. He had fifty something. yards? I think he had fifty nine yards. He had like one big reception. That's Neat. funny. I, I would because I have Tyler Croft in a couple different spots and I'm like oh he didn't have too bad of a game, 
But uh, Also, real quick, on the Bengals looking ahead, they've got Broncos, Steelers, Bears, and Vikings in four of their next six games. Oh, that God. is a oh. rough stretch of oh, defenses. good God. Croft had 79 yards on two catches. If I, if, I, if I have A.J. Green, man, I mean, I'm doing whatever I can to move that guy. Yeah. I don't think it's crazy. I'm doing yeah. whatever the hell I can to move that dude. It's hard to say that with a player as good as A.J. Green with – Pretty much locked in volume when but, he's not getting tossed, but I mean he hasn't been. <laughs> but, but he hasn't been bad in in fantasy no. this year. Well, so uh, so I mean, why I'm, which is why I'm shopping him. But, but it's just this could be a sky is falling situation for this offense. That's too. what I'd be worried about. I guess. Yeah, I I would disagree. I think that they can keep they can keep it afloat to the point where Green is still fine. I mean, nobody else is going to be fine, but I think Green will be fine. All right, at the running back position, Devontae Freeman versus Carolina, sixty-four total yards. Shady McCoy versus the Jets. Huh. 25 yards for Shady McCoy. Where the hell did that come from? Doug Martin versus New Orleans. Eight carries, seven yards as we broke down. DeMarco Murray versus Baltimore. 41 yards for him. And C.J. Anderson, nine carries, 13 yards. Oh, boy. Let me talk to you guys about Devontae Freeman very quickly. Uh, has not I don't scored. Want to. It hurts my heart. It does hurt very, very badly, actually. Thank you, Steve Sarkeesian, for ruining uh, fantasy football in Atlanta. Uh, no, but Devontae Freeman hasn't scored in four weeks. Uh, I'll ask you guys about this. How much long-term concern do you have? I mean, I get that touchdowns are fickle beasts, blah, 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 blah. But the bottom line is Atlanta does not look the same offensively. No. As a matter of fact, they look completely lost. Uh, Matt Franchise, your thoughts on Devontae Freeman? He was, before this game, I had him in trade calls last week as a trade four because he's got a decent schedule. Uh, games against Tampa Bay, the Saints, Tampa Bay, and the Saints again in like the final five weeks of the fantasy season, okay, including the playoffs. But it's, I mean, he was on the field for I think over seventy percent of the plays. They're just they're just not giving the ball to the best players. The offense is busted. I mean, I'm majorly concerned. Yes, fifteen touches this week, thirteen touches last week, fifteen the week before that. Thirteen times what? And then eleven the week before that. You can't do and, that. And he can catch like he's a really exactly. good receiving back. Exactly. Like, use him exactly. to his skill set. Yeah, and it's weird because her pass attack like isn't. You know, ha- has not obviously been lighting the world on fire either. So I think that might be the big deficiency in his production because you look at his. It uh, is well, his carries. He's uh, he's about on pace to finish with what he had last right, year for rush uh, for rush attempts. Right. But uh, target wise, he had ninety seven two years ago, sixty five last year. Jeez. Yes, and then he's only on pace for forty eight this year. Right. So, so Shanahan versus Sark. It's continuing to trend down. So he's getting he's getting fewer opportunities, and the offense is worse, so that he's not as efficient you, with those. You know, opportunities. and it's it's like t- Tevin Coleman's. Not, it's you know, not. Yeah, it they're not using him. Perspective no, no. <laughs> he had six yesterday. He had a touchdown, but he had like f- I think six, five or six touches. You said five carries for five yards. <laughs> yeah, and a nineteen-yard <laughs> touchdown. Correct, a nineteen-yard so, touchdown, and catch. it was like a garbage time touchdown. Oh man! So you have an offense that's not getting into the red zone as often. It's not giving the ball to their best player as often, and it's when they were in the red zone the first few weeks of the season, they gave it to him. Freeman was getting all the goal line touches, which makes sense, right? And he was scoring, and like it was great. And now he's just falling off. A but cliff. I mean, yeah, you look at the offense's scoring output. They've had their last six or five games. They put up 17, 17, 7, 25, and seventeen. Hmm. That is not a lot to go that's around. Tough to, that's tough to live on. Like that's that's Bengals offensive production, <laughs> right? Not Yeesh. good. Uh, can I ask you guys about C.J. Anderson? You he's may. got one total touchdown on the season. Again, coming off of a uh, a week where he had nine carries for 13 yards. It also seems as if there are Denver is determined 
to get Jamal Charles on the field, determined to get Devontae Booker on the field as well. Is C.J. Anderson, is he a drop, straight-up drop? I will go around the horn and ask each and every one of you, Alex Gilhar. Uh, I mean, I you could, depending on the league. Denver, I, may, I may still want to hold on. The whole offense is broken, yeah. and like they're splitting up carries in a disastrous fashion for fantasy. 12-team league. It, is it just, he it a depends, drop? It depends on who you're adding. I think if you have enough space at running back and okay. you're adding a piece that you're going to be starting, sure. Just out, outright drop him to clear space for like a second defense <laughs> or a backup quarterback? Like, no. Man, not a player that I really super care about holding. Okay. I don't think he's a drop, but he, he like we were talking about like Marshawn Lynch's game script dependent. And the the Broncos have not been winning games. I mean, 51 to 23 they lost. They've lost game. Four, they've lost four games in a row. Too. He's, he's not going to he's not going to get the ball <laughs> in the second half if they're losing by 30 and points. This was the first game in their last Oh my god, this is the first time in their last six games they've scored more than 20 points. And Jeez. they had they have problems at quarterback and Emmanuel Sanders has been hurt and like with Brock Osweiler starting games now you and it could be Paxton Lynch too, so yeah. it's a well, mess. So it's a, a mess. Yeah, like Paxton Lynch is not some like savior either. No, no. I mean, he clearly lost the job to Trevor Simeon in the preseason. Yeah, so. I mean, so, I don't have a problem dropping C.J. Anderson. It's just like it's one <laughs> the of those ones where too is, I would have to look at who I'm picking up. I think the right side of that offensive line has been absolutely ravaged by injuries as well. Um, not the 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 fortunes for Denver right now don't look great, man. Bleak. They yeah. don't. It's look. over. Uh, they do not look good. All right, let's get into ADG Tankawires. Uh, we'll stay in the um, in the MC South. Bucks taking on New Orleans. The Saints again, very very run heavy. They ran on fifty five percent of their plays. Yeah, uh, we talked about the Bucks a ton. Um, Matt Franchise, give me your takeaways from the New Orleans side. Yeah, so Alvin Kamara's 152 scrimmage yards with the most by a Saints player in any game this year. Yeah, buddy. And our research team provided us with this cool stat. Oh, is it cool stat nugget? Is it hashtag crazy? So the Saints rush offense before and after their week five bye. Okay. So before their week five bye, 23 rush attempts per game after 33. Boom. Before rush yards per game, 94. After rush yards per game, 151. Boom. Before rush touchdowns, one. After rush touchdowns, seven. Boom. And as you mentioned, 51% uh, rush play percentage before the bye was 37 percent so they're using their running backs yeah it's the 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 lowest production of in a drew the drew Brees era for him right uh you know michael thomas has a floor but he doesn't have much of a ceiling i saw a good tweet from our buddy scored a touch ari from football guys who said michael thomas is going to be the most productive fantasy player ever to not win you a single week (laughs) yeah and I was like, True. "That's at, like you're gonna see his season end total." Me like, man, he had some. Yeah, it was pretty no, good. you like never really bottomed yeah. out on me. But then you're like, oh. "Yeah, he also never like <laughs> won me a week." Doesn't have a hundred yards that yet this season. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't, even have, uh, doesn't even have ninety. But you know, gonna, you're, what's he gonna do? He's gonna be he's gonna be like an eleven fifty and five guy. Is that what he's gonna be? Probably, yeah, oh, something, something like that. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, you're Terrible. you're starting Kamara and Ingram every week. Like Ingram had those two fumbles last week, but he was still used. I think was. they I think they earlier in the game. I th- I actually think Kamara got the first snap. So technically, he was the starter. Okay. 
Um, but he also fumbled in this game. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, running backs are going to fumble. Deal with it, Sean Payne. <laughs> although, you know? although, to be fair, he did get punched square in the jaw on that fumble. So that uh, True. probably that might affect you. But, dude, yeah, James, he is a beast. Actually, Michael Thomas is pretty much on pace for 1,100 yards and four touchdowns oh, right now. Oh, no. Damn. Um, all right, so the Rams, they were in the meadow. Excuse me, they were taking on the Giants. MetLife. MetLife, Met not the Meadowlands. Med- Snoopy, bro. Yeah, I know. It's MetLife. Get mad at Pace. I, I can't do it. Uh, 51 to 17, your final score. 51 to 17, your two, final score. Two 50 burgers yesterday. I mean, just insane. Um, Alex Gilhar, your takeaways from uh, The Rams offense is great. And uh, Jared, Jared Goff's going to have some great upside streaming the rest of the way. Todd Gurley's locked in. And in favorable game scenarios like this, we can look back to the pass catchers. Didn't Sammy Watkins only had the one catch for the Sammy touchdown, did. though? Right. Dime. Oh, it was a beautiful throw. Oh, my it God. What a dime. Throw. Beautiful throw. Uh, as for the Giants, like, really, there are three players we're interested in for fantasy. We talked about Evan Ingram. Sterling Shepard came back, saw nine targets. I think he caught five for 70. And then Darkwa in the backfield. And, yeah. like, that's that's basically it. We don't have to talk about this game anymore. There you go. Atlanta <laughs> taking on no. Carolina. McCaffrey was much better on the ground. 66 yards rushing on 15 carries. Uh, good for a 4.4. Yards per carry average. Matt Harmon, your takeaways from this game? Yeah, McCaffrey actually looked like a real NFL running back. I actually gave him some power plays too, which is good. Yeah, I think, I think Jonathan Stewart's too early, like just back-breaking fumbles, uh, really kind of put them in a spot where it's like, all right, we just need to feature McCaffrey as the runner here. Yeah, uh, and and it worked. I think he was able to get into a rhythm. The run blocking was also much better. I believe this was per Next Gen Stats the second best yards uh, before defenders closed in on them oh, great. that they posted this season. Uh, so good news for McCaffrey. Hopefully, it continues uh, in the passing game. Devin Funchess really did step right up. Uh, and he had he led the team in targets. He had over 80 yards receiving. Uh, I think he's an every week wide receiver two play now with Benjamin gone. And Curtis Samuel did lead the team in wide receiver playing time. Huh. Uh, wow, interesting. That so that that was true. I mean, Ian Rapport did tweet out like he's going to get the big bump uh, with uh, with with Calvin Benjamin gone, and right. snaps did shoot right up. I think eventually that is going to manifest itself into a big game. So he is worth adding on waivers this week. Nice. He was in the waiver wire. I like it. Indianapolis taking on Houston in H-Town. Matt Franchise, what do you got? Uh, Yeah, I mean, Jacoby Brissett and T.Y. Hilton roasted, roasted him. Jay I mean, it was Brissett. kind of, uh, you know, Jacoby was on my streamers just because Houston had given up so many points to quarter, like so many big quarterback performances. And, yeah. it, it, you know, it paid off. Uh on the Houston side of the ball, huge downgrade for the entire offense. At least, at least you know we talked about D Hop yep. and Will Fuller, and I think it was Tom Savage's first career touchdown pass. Yep, I think it was. It was, which is crazy because he's like, he's like played a lot. I feel like we've been talking about Tom Savage's name for like he's, three years. 15 years. <laughs> he's been around a lot, but I he's know. really only played the last two years. Like the last two years. Yeah, right. he had like two starts and three appearances or something last year and then okay. he had the one start this year. So, But still. But um, still, first one in, even in like four games, that's not good. He's been, yeah, he's, been yeah. around, <laughs> he's been around since 2014. So, And one other note here, yeah. Jack Doyle had nine Jack targets, eight catches, 63 yards, yeah. 26 receptions over his last three games. Yeah, dude. Uh, and his last four games, his targets totals have been four, seven, 14, and nine. So he's yeah. averaging over 10 targets per he game. He had like a little bit of a hand slump. In the middle part of the season, but yeah. now he's just he's come back. back. That Titans game, he he dropped a few. 
Because the thing was, he, he caught a touchdown pass coming week. into this year, he was one of the most reliable tight ends in terms of catch right. rate. Catch rate. And he had a little bit of a hands issue for a few games there, and, and now he just seems like he's fully back. So it's good to see. High volume tight end. So. Don't remind me about that Colts Titans game, please, because had Dante, Dante Moncrief caught that touchdown, I would have gotten off the Schneid earlier in the fantasy life league. Sorry, pal. I was uh, uh, tilting that game. Up. Oh boy, it's bad. Washington at Seattle. Alex Gelhar, what do you got? Uh, this was a game where like the defenses came to play, and it was kind of surprising. Like Russell Wilson ended up with a, a pretty solid stat line at the end, but that was buoyed by like 80 yards on the ground and two touchdowns. He had a couple of bad picks. Bad, um, bad, Washington-wise, Josh Doxson continues to make plays. It's yeah. really hard. I mean, he only finished with, I think, like 59 yards. He had five targets. I five think. targets, yeah. And so it's still really hard to try and like but bank. But he looks good. To try yeah, and bank on a, on a awesome. Washington wide receiver because they they like max out at like six targets a week. Uh, like that Jamison Crowder game last week or whatever is an aberration. But if there's one you want to try and buy in on, like we're starting to see more vintage TCU Josh Doxson, and I think that's exciting. And as long as Jordan reads out, uh, Vernon Davis is going to be a plug-and-play guy. <sighs> Vernon Davis, what a freaking stud. That, that guy's turning back the clock. Like he he, is. he, he makes plays every week that I'm like, is this 2009? Like, what the hell's <laughs> What's happening? happening? Vernon <laughs> Davis was drafted in 06, right? 05? I don't know. Yeah. 06. 06. It was the 06 draft. Yeah, he's, he's been around. Not, not a great game for Chris Thompson. No. No, well, he finally came back to earth. But, man, I mean, I guess it was semi-predictable given on the road in Seattle. But still, disappointing. No doubt about it. All right, the Cardinals taking on the San Francisco 49ers. Carlos Hyde, 125 total yards. Got kicked out late for being part of a fight. Uh, also caught nine. Yesterday. I know, a lot of fights yesterday, man. Caught nine of his 11 receptions. Matt Harmon, uh, what say you in this game? Yeah, interesting in the 49ers passing game uh, without Pierre Garçon on I. Well, he is on IR now. Indeed. Uh, Mark, Marcus Goodwin and Aldrick Robinson both came away with eight catches. Unfortunately, they split right. up two catches apiece. Eight targets, you mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah eight okay. tar- sorry, eight targets for both of them and two catches for both of them. Ew. Uh, what? Yeah, so not not great there. Uh, this passing <laughs> offense is pretty broken. I don't know when. I mean, they have Jimmy Garoppolo there now. I don't know when we're going to see him. Kyle Shanahan's obviously made no promises. He's been very coy. But you would think eventually we'll see him. But, my God, they can't pass protect at all. Uh, you know, are you really going to throw him out there and, and just have him get killed? The, Car- the Cardinals don't have a good pass rush. And every they time there, I looked yeah. at that game, Bethard was running for his life or getting hit as he <laughs> yeah. was throwing yeah, or no, just getting sacked. It, it was already a bad offensive line, and then Joe Staley was injured too. So it was just uh, not great. Yeah, it's but, real rough. And then yeah. Adrian Peterson, a career high, 37 carries. Unbelievable. that we're That's a career that. high? Yeah, yes. unbelievable that we're what? seeing that in the year 2017. But this was a pretty predictable, like AP was going to have a big game. You know, right. They're playing against a weak rush defense. It's, it's they run a lot more with yeah. Stanton. Yeah, and, and just in general, I mean, this was a game that clearly wasn't going to get away from uh, the Cardinals, sure. considering they're facing the C.J. Beathard-led 49ers. What did he put up? What, 130 total? 159. Uh, 159 total? 159 Only? yards. He did catch two passes for eight baby. yards. Only running back to have over 100 rushing yards. Yeah, and huh. here's the crazy thing. Interesting. Week. I, I like definitely – like I'll probably be benching Peterson if you can next week because they play – on Thursday night in Seattle. Yeah. Like, after being that, like, an old running back, yeah. 37 carries in Ooh. one game, This is that's a prime, like, he comes back and hits 11 carries for 19 yards. Yep. Uh, and in the passing game, Drew Stanton, he was he was not 
miserable. <laughs> he made some throws, and I and thought he, you know, it was funny too because he looked good in the first quarter, right? But again, yeah, he made a 52-yard throw to, to John Brown, who yeah. that was his only catch of the day. He made a pretty nice play on the run for Jerron Brown. Hundred percent. He got lucky on that touchdown. Yeah. Did he? That is that is the type of throw that. Like nine times out of ten, that gets intercepted because he's just running and he throws up a like soft hey. lob there to the end zone. It worked for it now, worked. but like I was I was watching that and I was like, I was, how did that not get picked? And Fitz kind of had the DeAndre Hopkins effect where he had nine targets, which was able to get him five for seventy as Florida and bottom out. But of course, the caveat must be given that this was against the 49ers. Indeed, indeed. KC at Dallas. We talked about this game a little bit here, but franchise, yep. what else did you get? Yeah, we talked about Kareem Hunt. Alex Smith uh, threw his first pick of the season, but still finished as the QB 11 with 18 points. So if you started him, you know, yeah, decent. It was okay. Tyreek Hill had a stupid touchdown <laughs> on the last game of the first half. <laughs> last play of the first half. Last play of the first half where <laughs> Dallas was playing prevent D and what the dump off a short pass and, and it was basically like a you know like a punt return for Tyreek like Hill. It was like a screen pass. Doing? Yeah, and uh, you know I looked up and I was like, oh, Tyreek Hill just caught a pass. There's no one around him. Oh, they're playing they're playing prevent. And I looked away from my screen and I looked up again and he's in the end zone. It was and I was like, what are you doing, it was Cowboys? A, it was a great play call by the Chiefs because like they put their most electric player in space, yes. into space with a couple blockers, and we're like, all right, this is better than just better odds than Hail Mary. Just make a guy or two miss, and guess what he did? He it just happened to be in space, so, thirty yards down the field. Right? Yeah. What I, are you guys doing, Dallas? Yeah. What are you doing, Dallas? I mean, I get that it's a good play prevent, call, but prevent still, defense remains the worst. And I feel what like are you doing. Dallas? I feel like we talked about Tyreek's volatility so on crazy. Thursday's show, but I mean, this was just a lucky play where you know it Indeed. worked out, and Kelsey scored. A touchdown. Yep. Zeke had 97 yards and a touchdown. Yep. We'll keep monitor his status this week. I'm pretty sick of that storyline. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Des left the game with an ankle injury, not As, believed yeah. to be serious. As did Terrence Williams. Terrence That's Williams. Right. Oh, I didn't know that, but yeah. he had 141 yards. I Caught all nine of his targets. I mean, the Chiefs continue to just get ripped up by wide receivers. Yep. Terrence Williams nine for 141. Yes. Des Indeed. Bryant six for 73. Cole Beasley, Beasley four for 24 and, and two, two touchdowns. touchdowns. <sighs> Only the only only wide receiver, only one who was not a wide receiver to put a production for uh, Dallas yesterday was Jason Witten, and it was just one catch for five yards. Right. Boom. Well, you know. yeah, there you go. Uh, Sunday night football, Oakland taking on Miami. I feel like we've broken down this game quite a bit. But Alex Gellhart, what else you got? Well, just real quick takeaways on the uh, the passing game side because we spoke more about the running games. Uh, yes. Devontae Parker came right back, saw eight targets, and rather predictably, Kenny Stills disappeared with both Jay Cutler back in the lineup True. and uh, Devontae, Devontae Parker, Parker back. Yeah. He just had Four targets and got three of them for 28 yards. So he's back to kind of being a drop now. Total dart point. throw. Total dart throw. On the flip side, Jared Cook is emerging as a, like a trustworthy option in this Raiders passing attack. He's gone for over 102 of his last three <laughs> games. And the one in between, he had still had like 40-some, 50 yards. So that's that's good wide receiver. Or good wide receiver. Tight end production, excuse yeah. me. Tight end's you, such a laughing about you're Jared chuckling. Cook. What? Uh, no, you're, it's, it's just Jared Cook, but like no, you're Miami. Right. It's just like what freaking universe are we living in that we're talking about like Jared Cook is a reliable tight end start, but you're right. Miami, <laughs> Miami <laughs> is susceptible to tight ends. Tight end, they are. Tight ends are a disaster, but and Cook's fun. getting tight some ends are a disaster. Uh, the, I think the Oakland passing game kind of disappointed me as a whole in this. Johnny Holton caught the one touchdown. <sighs> Cooper had four for 58. They just missed on a couple more big plays, but Crab only three, three catches on four targets for 40 yards. Mark Cooper had another drop. He's got 10 on the season. What? That's crazy. That's insane. All right. So Denver and Philly we talked about ad nauseum. There was one note we need to get to from Denver, Philly. What's that? Uh, Emmanuel Sanders won Gelhar and I the saddest Uh, beer bet. Woo! (laughs) 
It's going to taste so <laughs> good, baby. Was it one catch for 30 yards? Versus yeah. one catch Mac for Collins. eight or one catch yeah. for six? One catch for eight. One catch for eight versus great, one great, catch for 30. Great bet, guys. <laughs> Although, and if you if you, oh want, my a, God. If you want a real bet. take out what of it, is though, the? Matt, Matt Collins did uh, play 45% of the plays. That's the most he's played all the time. Torrey Smith play. You know, uh, they're 43, and that could have been again because the Eagles were smashing. And yeah, that's backups true. in, but his his star has steadily been ascending. Nice, unbelievable. So one. James might have jumped the gun. <laughs> <laughs> one for eight versus one for 30. Unbelievable. Um, it's funny too because you guys were like, "Oh, I won the." We, we, <laughs> you guys came up to me and was like, "Oh, we won the beer bet." And I'm like, I, I don't, first of all, I don't even a I don't even remember what the beer bet was." <laughs> and then B, you wouldn't. Yeah, I know. And then well, B, yeah. it's like, well, "Okay, what? Okay, what was it?" And then it was like Emmanuel Sanders versus Matt Collins. It's like, "Oh, Matt Collins got eight. What did Emmanuel Sanders get? 30. <laughs> we're like, "What?" On that one is, catch. That is so gross, very, man. Very Un- very sad. Believable. Uh, Cincinnati and Jaguars. We broke down quite a bit. As well. All right, let's get to daily daps and get out of here. Daps, daily daps, daps. Alex Gelhar, what do you got? A couple daps, daily daps to my pal Matt Harmon. The end of our era. Oh, Casa Gelharmon. it is in the dirt. And we had to move this weekend, which was awful. Undaps to our couch for being too large to get out of the apartment. But how did you get it in? We had professional movers that came in that brought it in from like the furniture store, but it was also like super wrapped and stuff. Oh yeah. It It was a little more compressed. We battled that thing for like a good 45 minutes trying to get it out. Could not figure it out. Got frustrated. Then we moved all the rest of our crap in like an hour and a half. Oh yeah. The (laughs) rest of it was just the biggest breeze of all time. But that thing Undap, yeah. This is gonna go double as as my dap too, because like so undaps, undaps to, to that freaking couch. That Damn. thing. We're at one point considering like, can we just can we get this over the balcony somehow? And Gelhar looks back at me like, this is gonna end in disaster, isn't? I'm like, yeah, we need to not. Did you sell it or? Well, now we we were gonna sell it to a a friend of mine uh, just for some like pennies basically to get <laughs> it out, but we couldn't get it out of the apartment. So now it's just gonna be a case. Oh, of- you couldn't even get it out. No, it's still no. in the. Old- oh my god. <laughs> We don't know. Where we're oh. I'm not joking. Like, we couldn't get it out, so I'm, we're gonna call like Salvation. Well, no, that's so. Here's the next two steps. We either uh, call. We're gonna call the Salvation Army because they'll have people come pick it up and just donate it for a good cause and get yeah. rid of it there. Get, uh, if they can't, how the hell? How the they, hell they, are they gonna get it? Out? I don't know if they can't. Well, because they might be smarter at it than us, or okay. maybe if we have more bodies, we can maybe get it over the balcony. Because just the two of us. Yeah. It's a couch with a pullout underneath it. So like. Oh, it's all heavy. That, oh. So it's heavy because that's yeah. why like. If it was just a couch, we probably could have gotten it over the balcony. But yeah. we're like that thing. That thing is heavy, and yeah. it's just the two of us. So we're like, yeah, this isn't good. But if they can't get it out, I'm gonna I'm gonna take my tools. I'm gonna rip the the yeah. framework of the thing out there, and I'm gonna take my saw and. Wow, and it'll make for a good firewood under my uh from uh, by my tent <laughs> under the four or five. <laughs> nice. You can make some new friends with that. Man, Harmon, what do you got? Public. I mean, yeah, my my dap's just gonna go to the go to the new place. I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, but walk to work the last two days. Dude, I miss I f- walking to work. It was. So I feel nice. like very salt of the earth, like a man of the people. Nice, you know? okay. daily dapsing yourself again. Oh. No, I no. think that's the sixth time. <laughs> Are we keeping track of this one because that one sounds accurate. Sounds good. Uh, I will say I moved farther away, and the uh, the the traffic is bad getting out of my area because it's like Playa. It's this one lane on Culver coming yeah. out, which is a nightmare. But I was like, man. If I can, if I bike down this path, I'm just gonna cruise past all these fools. All these That's true. Fools, yeah. sheep, 
bulls and sheep. Um, I will daily dap this new single from Rich the Kid featuring Kendrick Lamar. It's called New Freezer. Go check it out. Rich the Kid featuring Kendrick Lamar, New Freezer. It's on YouTube if you would like to check it out there. Matt Franchise, what do you got? I'm going to daily daps a band that I've daily daps before on this podcast yes. and the Fantasy Hipsters podcast. Oh, look at that. Podcast what? formerly known as the Fantasy Hipsters podcast. Oh, I've never heard of Portugal, the man. <laughs> Love this band. Their Portugal, si- the man. Their single from their last album called Feel It Still went number one at Top 40 Radio. Whoa. It's a very rare occasion mm. where one of my hipster music picks has crossed over into Top 40 Chai's territory. Is it, though? So World's congratulations. Crying. I mean, is to- it rare, though? Yes, it's rare. Is it? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> congratulations to Portugal, the man, who's been around for a really, really long time. Uh-huh. They have been. They yeah. deserve this. They're, I mean, everywhere you go, you hear this song now. Mm. Feel it still. You've heard it. I don't know. I probably have. You've yeah, definitely I'm heard sure it. I'm sure you have. Okay. Uh, but, you know, they're an awesome band, and I think it's up. cool to see them succeeding in uh, the mainstream world now. Producer Chris, welcome back to the podcast. A week off. It's good to be back. Yeah. I had my bye week. Yeah, nice. bye week. Just yeah, like good. the Chargers. Yeah, Perfect. exactly. Chargers want to buy. I was on a buy. Yeah, how you feeling, pal? <laughs> I'm feeling good, are man. You, are you refreshed? You're healthy? I'm healthy. Focused? I'm, I'm not probable. I'm active. I'm Best be active. shape of your life? Yeah. Did you retool <laughs> your your running game? That seems to be a trend coming out through bye games. Yeah, yeah. Bye weeks. You got a good. new kicker yet? Yeah. Good. Did yeah. you get a new kicker? I, uh, Perfect. I feel like you know Cam Newton had the, probably the quote of the year. Yesterday, oh my God. This is this is this is my dad. This is Cam okay. Newton. Okay. Yeah, we just lost a great player, but nevertheless, you know, the 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 Titanic still has to go. And that's how I feel like you guys probably felt when I was gone, right? Yeah, Big absolutely. Player, the Titanic still has to go. The though. Titanic still <laughs> got to hit that freaking iceberg. Can we still uh, talk about that quote for a second? To, Titanic has to go to the bottom of the ocean. How, do, right? how does how does the room feel? Is that Cam just joking and being like just calling them the Titanic, or is he like? Subtly taking a shot at the Panthers this season, like, uh, yeah, we're we're I gonna be tanking. Completely none, none unaware. Of, none of none of the above. I think he does. I think he just. He was just like, "What's a famous ship? Oh yeah, the Titanic." Yeah, yeah I think he <laughs> either does not know how the. I think he didn't make it through the first half of that. For I think the somebody whispered in. He didn't put in the, the second conference. VHS. <laughs> Yeah, yeah right. right. He forgot it was, it was a long VHS. It was a long movie. Uh, I'm going to say he just skipped out on the second oh, half. Oh, what a throwback. He saw it hit the iceberg and then stopped watching. It was like, they make it to New York. Yeah, right. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, That's yeah. how the movie ends. Why would, was, it wouldn't be a sad ending. Right. That Although, let me tell you what. I am going to have memes ready for when the Panthers are never literally bounced from the playoffs. Uh, I will say that was always frustrating as a kid when you'd rent a movie or something and it would be two VHSs. Like, I don't want to get up and change VHSs in the wow. middle of the thing. Yeah. Olds over here. First, Shut up. first world problems. <laughs> Having a VHS player in the nineties is no. Old. Like oh, yeah. I don't want to get up and put in another VHS. Well, it's like you pop in the movie. You're on the couch eating popcorn or whatever. Like just end. Yeah, you're, you're comfortable. Yeah, you cracking a beard. You don't want to put in the next wow. part of Hocus Pocus. <laughs> <laughs> Hocus Pocus is on one VHS. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. the record, Thank that, that joke doesn't work. <laughs> Thank God they got that trash. I was upset. I missed the Hocus Pocus rant, oh, and, then, and then the walk off. Are you on my side <laughs> or are you on their side? Do you like Hocus Pocus? I don't, Say but no. I respect no. the fact that you do. Wow. You know, wow. because there was, you know, everyone has their own kind of movie that they're Chris in. is too nice of a person yeah, he to is. tell you yeah. that you need to just get a, get a life. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> I hate all of you. <laughs> all right, that's it for the show. How do we keep talking about Hocus Pocus on this podcast? It doesn't make sense. Uh, for Matt Franchise, for producer Chris, for Alex Gelhar and Matt Harmon, I'm James Coe. Thanks for listening. See you later.
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrict Apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.